0: Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild.
1: on mountain, I
2: Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by Aaron Keller, per usual. And we also have Chief Game Warden Tyler Turnipseed here. This is a very bittersweet podcast today because you are retiring.
0: It is. I'm going to try to not uh, choke up as I talk about it. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a, a big turn for me. Big Big opening of the next chapter and closing of the last one.
2: Our goal is to make you cry today. <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't be that hard. <laughs> and then you also brought in some family. We have Henry and we have Lucy here hanging out with us.
0: Exactly. They're pretty excited about my retirement. Henry's nine and Lucy's thirteen, and so uh, we have some big plans.
2: It's exciting. So let's just let's just go back yeah. to the beginning. So, how many years now? You're retiring after how many years with Endow?
0: Well, so I. St- I first started uh, literally just a couple weeks out of high school in 1992, um, so that ages me a little bit. But but yeah, I started as a summer student um, like two weeks after high school graduation. So uh, I'm fairly young. Most people would say way too young to be retiring, uh, but I'm not going to take up the rocking chair just yet. But, but yes, having started so young right out of high school uh, 27 years ago, I, I feel like I'm ready to uh, see what's next.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this all came about because Tyler sent his retirement email out to everyone in Endow and said, after all this time, I'm retiring, and everybody thought it was a prank. Yeah, I think
0: <laughs> a, I think a few people expected it, but a few other people were really shocked by it too. So um, I've been kind of talking about it off and on for the last year, but finally pulled the trigger. So yeah. um, that email may have taken a few people by surprise.
2: It definitely didn't take me by surprise because there's some projects I need to finish for your retirement. <laughs> exactly.
0: exactly. There'll I be should.
2: some changes on the website. Yeah, good, you know, good. But so, okay, so you, that's a long time to work for the department.
0: Yeah, it's a, uh, it was a tough decision to make because it's been such a huge part of my identity for a majority of my life, all of my adult life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little bit scary to all of a sudden pull that pin, but um, the timing felt good. I had, I had talked to m- my boss, our director, about uh, staying through the legislative session and that wrapped up in June. And and uh, that was my third legislative session in the chief's chair. So um, I think we did some good things in that capacity and, and uh, like I said, just was at a point in my life personally and professionally where it seemed like good timing.
2: And then did you, was this something you always wanted to do? I mean, that's pretty young to get started in your career right out of high school. Was that something?
0: Yeah, so I, I've got some family roots. Um, I remember going back even, uh, you know, elementary school years. Of course, I grew up in an outdoor family. I was lucky enough to have parents who liked to uh, camp and fish and hunt and all those sort of things that we talk about. And and so uh, I thought it would be pretty cool to have an outdoors career like that. But then also another kind of a personal connection, my, my parents were good friends when I was a kid with uh, with an Idaho fishing game warden, um, and that was made some memorable events in my childhood. Um an Idaho Fish and Game Warden by the name of Mike Elms. He was out of Mountain Home, Idaho, and, and uh, so some some memorable parts of my childhood tied to game wardens. And, and then, like I said, growing up in an outdoors family, I thought, wow, what a cool career to be able to work um, in the outdoors with, with uh, hunting and fishing and wildlife and all that sort of stuff.
2: It's like a dream career for a lot of people.
0: Exactly, and then, uh, so going through high school, I also come from a family of engineers, and so um, you know, I had I had toyed with the idea of engineering as well. My brother's a civil engineer, my dad's a civil engineer, um, but kind of shifted gears in high school and said, oh, maybe Department of Wildlife could be a way to go. Um, so then was really lucky right out of high school to get um, what we call the James Lathrop Memorial Scholarship. And what that is, is uh, essentially an internship in which we the department hires uh, college students to work for the summer and, and uh, was fortunate enough to get on with that right out of high school. And At that time, I wasn't sure whether I wanted to go into fisheries, habitat, game, you know, which division or law enforcement. But then uh, with some summer work, I was able to kind of get a taste for what each division does and what the field people do on a daily basis and and made up my mind that law enforcement might be the way to go. Uh, Tons of freedom, tons of uh, field time, minimal amount of office time when you're a field game warden. Mm -hmm. That's very Um, nice. Yeah, and and just tons of freedom with where you're going to go and what you're going to do on a daily basis
2: it's cool to have the chief of our law enforcement you're very understanding of all the different divisions because you've been here so long and like you said you you got to see a little bit of what everyone does
0: yeah with summer work and then and then some of the uh, full-time work I've kind of almost worked for every division and I have worked in every region started off in Elko as a summer student and then uh, you know, after four summers in that Lathrop scholarship program, it's sponsored in part by NBU and some of the non-governmental organizations, and, as well as the department. Um, got a good taste of the eastern region during those times. Uh, right after college, I worked at the Reno office headquarters doing some GIS work for a couple months, and then went back out into the field in the, on the stream survey crew with fisheries, uh, mostly in Humboldt County. Um, so that gave me a taste of the western region. And then when I started as a warden in 98, um, I was down at Lake Mead in the Overton Patrol District um, on the north end of Lake Mead. And uh, spent about six years in that position. That gave me a good taste of the southern region. And it and, uh, used to be all of our wardens in the state started off in the southern region. You sort of needed to uh, do some time at Lake Mead or Colorado River before you could come back north again. And, and I'm really grateful for that experience. You know, it's some high speed stuff, a lot of a lot of boat accidents. We're the primary boating enforcement agency on the waterways and so um those summers on Lake Mead, you see a lot of um you know, operating under the influence and, and boat accidents and just a huge volume of public contacts that really kinda prepares you for the rest of the career around the rest of the state.
1: Right. And I think sometimes that gets a <coughs> a little bit of a bad rap, right? That you're you know, that you have to go to Lake Mead or you have to go down there to work for a little while and get invested. But looking back, that I mean, like you said, that's some of the best times that you ever had. Yeah, some
0: excellent experience, and it sort of depends on your perspective. You know, if you grow up in northern Nevada, you don't really want to go south, and if you grow up in southern Nevada, you may not want to go north, but um, right now we've got a really good crew of of game wardens in the southern region that they're comfortable where they are, and they love doing that job. Um, And then, you know, some others (coughs) who want to move around a little bit to where there's more wildlife, but... Yeah, looking back, I'm really grateful for that time down south um, for that volume of experience and just the variety. I was lucky to have the Overton District because I was on a boat on the lake all summer, you know, looking for drugs and safety equipment and and, uh, operators under the influence, all that sort of stuff. And then come fall, I had a lot of wildlife resource, you know, with dove hunters, waterfowl hunters on Overton Wildlife Area. Some really good big game resources with desert sheep and and, uh, deer up in Lincoln County and stuff. So really good variety to start off with. It gave me a good foundation.
1: Got got you out of the heat a little bit too.
0: Exactly. (laughs) When it was 120 in in Overton, I could sneak away and head up towards Pioch for a day or two. Get some elevation. Get a break, yeah. Yeah.
2: So have you pretty much worked in every region of the state then?
0: I have, yeah. Like I said, I did four summers in Elko um, and then a summer in Humboldt County. Uh, And then when I started as a warden, was down south uh, in the southern region, worked all over Clark County and and Lincoln. And then in 2004, I transferred from the Overton Patrol District to Winnemucca, and I was in Winnemucca for 10 years. Um, For a lot of that time in Winnemucca, our Battle Mountain position was vacant. Oftentimes, our Fallon position was vacant, so there was a lot of time where I was the only game warden between Reno and Elko, Um, and so that gave me a huge chunk of country to go to go uh, spend time in
1: yeah you can kind of move around a little bit
0: exactly yeah like I said really really fortunate for that and and uh was lucky enough that once I gained the trust of supervisors I had when I was a field warden they would give me the reins to go do what I what I thought needed to be done and and uh tons of freedom in that once you've once you've earned the trust of your supervisor
1: and not not to age myself but I was a summer seasonal summer student when Tyler became the game warden in Winnemucca yeah. and I was summer. <laughs>
2: You're both aging a <laughs> lot here.
1: <laughs> I was a summer you know, I was on the stream survey and that at when Tyler became the game warden in
0: Winnemucca. So Yeah, some of those Pretty summer cool. jobs are the most fun. I bet I can imagine in that. You know, in, in nineteen ninety seven when I was on stream survey crew, I I think I spent hundred and twenty nights in my sleeping bag that year and mm-hmm. you know, I'll never top that even even in retirement. But those our our entry level jobs might be the most fun jobs in the whole department yeah
1: it for sure they're they're the best times that I've had in my career, mm-hmm. looking back they're the the stories that I tell you know when, I, I, really d- when I talk to kids about careers and things like that, you know potentially coming to the department of Wildlife, those are the jobs that I say you need to apply
0: for these jobs. Yep. I
2: really did the wrong thing here. <laughs> <I showed up laughs> yeah, yeah when you start out headquarters. at headquarters one day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: we all start out <laughs> with really fun jobs and then work our way yeah. up the ladder into jobs that aren't quite as fun sometimes, but yeah. I guess S- still rewarding. Mm-hmm. So
2: thinking back to those days when you were out in the field, did you ever see yourself in the future becoming our chief game warden? It's it a big deal.
0: R- it really wasn't part of my plan. Um, when our former chief, Rob Bonamici retired, um, there were a few other people who I assumed would take his place and I was going to be perfectly happy to work for any of them um, but after a few months of, of that job being open none of the logical suspects had applied yet and I kept calling them saying what are you doing aren't you going to apply I thought you were going to be the next chief and they all had various reasons personal or, or professional that that they weren't going to put in for the chief's job so then I started laying awake at night thinking man I wonder if I should be considering that like I said, I had been in Winnemucca for 10 years. I had been in the field for 16 as a warden, um, and uh, ended up deciding maybe I better go talk to our director about it, Director Wozley, and, and uh, came down and met with him, and and um, you know shortly after that had the job.
2: Mm-hmm. So here you are.
0: Yeah, so here I am, and and uh, you know very intimidating going from the field into the headquarters position with uh, you know legislature and wildlife commission issues and budget. Supervising 52, 53 people, uh, 40 of whom are commissioned game wardens. Um, you know, I skipped a couple supervisory layers in between there, so it was it was a huge jump, and it was drinking from a fire hose that first year or two, trying to figure out For where him. I was, where I was, and what I was supposed to be doing.
2: How long ago was that then? Did so that was
0: August of 2014. Uh, okay. I started as a warden in August of of 98 came to headquarters in August of 2014 and so now here we are August of 2019 right around the corner and, and yeah. uh, it'll be right at five years in the chief's chair when I retire
2: nice how do you do you feel sad do you feel excited to get to spend so much time with these guys
0: it's very bittersweet you know I, I uh, my parents are in the area and I want to spend more time with them and and uh, like I said got Henry and Lucy sitting here across the table we may we may ask them a question in a minute. Oh, right, we them, will but, definitely. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Just wait so. for the
2: second half of the show.
0: Yeah. So, so they've. So they're here. They're a big part of my life now, and and uh, got married last summer. Um, Congrats. Thank you. So some some big life changes, but yeah. So there's some great things. We've got some horses and mules that need some miles put on them. We're Henry and Lucy are going to help me with that. I uh, drew a couple big game tags this fall, so I want to really invest some time in, in some hunts this fall. And then, uh, you know, after first of the year, I may I may think about what my next career looks like. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really exciting, but it's also a little bit scary, too, and a little bittersweet because I, I literally cannot imagine a better group of people to work with all throughout my career. In every region I've been in, every patrol district I've been in, just outstanding people at every step of the way. And, and I don't know that other organizations or companies would have that. So um, no regrets. I've I've had a a fantastic career. I, I can't believe how lucky I am to have experienced some of the things I've experienced and, and uh, you know, no no regrets as far as that goes. I'm um, just ready to see what, what, uh, what the next chapter holds.
2: Nice. Well, I'm happy I got to work with you. I've been here a year and a half now, got to work with you, but I think this is a good... Point to pause, because we're going to go to a quick break, but we'll be right back. You're listening to Nevada to Wild. You on, good, if, gone, I'm boots and if you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org now back to the show welcome back to nevada wild today we have tyler Turnipseed, chief game warden but not for much longer it's sad podcast getting
0: ready to pull the pin
2: he is but during the break you were telling us kind of your claim to fame and it's an interesting story
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah there you know there are a couple things you look back on in your career everybody has this um that we're sort of the keystone moments, the big the big things you mm-hmm. worked on or your, some of your big accomplishments. And um, in, uh, I want to say the 2001 legislature, maybe give or take one session, our big game poaching law became a felony, category E felony, to kill a big game animal without a tag or out of season. Um, and so a couple years later, myself and one of the agents from U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service worked a two-year undercover project um, that uh, documented some some. Guys that our division had been working on for a long time documented them killing deer in Nevada with Utah tags. And uh, just a tremendous case. Um, you know, tons of undercover time invested hunting with them and, and all that sort of stuff. And ended up being the first felony wildlife conviction in Nevada history. So, um, have that, have that uh, to look back on. Quite an adventure. Um, you know, I used to do some horseback patrol. Those are some of those days as a game warden when you look back at the end of the day and you think, wow, I just can't believe they paid me for what I did yeah. today. You know, riding a, riding a horse with some pack animals into the Table Mountain Wilderness or, or patrolling the deer opener in the rubies, you know, stuff like that where you're just in an incredible piece of country um, doing something you love and you just can't believe they're giving you a paycheck for exactly. it. Exactly. Um, and, of course, there are days that we all complain about too where you're writing reports or dealing with some sort of bureaucratic process or whatever but but there's also a lot of days where you go wow that that was a great day um the second aerial hunting conviction in nevada history was mine guy flying a paraplane looking for a powered parachute looking for elk um, you know i'm fairly proud of those things of course i grew up as an avid hunter but but uh was taught wildlife ethics at a young age about what's what's fair chase and and what's legal and what's not and that uh you know probably helped me pick the career that i did um, we've we've worked on some of that stuff with legislation now at the chief's level wor- where I've been at headquarters here working on legislation and regulation that deals with fair chase issues and and uh, wildlife conservation issues that I'm proud of. Um, so yeah, I think I like to think I made a little bit of a mark on the state. I was just
2: gonna say you de- you definitely made a mark. Hopefully, <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's a big deal. I mean, just the first felony wildlife crime yeah that's huge
0: yeah i feel good about that you know um like i said very very fortunate i owe that a lot to family that that i grew up with an outdoor ethic and was taught that you know you don't you don't throw your coke can out the window and and uh you treat animals with respect and and uh you know fair chase hunting ethic that w- i've that's been a big part of me for a long time and helped me pick the career that i did and, and i'm proud of some of that stuff during my career yeah
1: for sure we i've appreciated you having having you around and even the last five years just because of the stuff that comes up i know that uh, that you're a user too like you're a you're a hunter you're an angler you're a you appreciate the outdoors so anything that comes up you have that perspective as well as the law enforcement you know your job side as well so
0: yeah i appreciate that we we try to keep that in mind when we're hiring new game wardens you know we ideally we find candidates who enjoy the outdoors you know whether they hunt or whether they fish or they at least camp or go boating some of those things so that they can relate to our public the people we're talking to when we're out there every day you know as the face of the agency that talks to the public a lot hopefully you can relate to what the public is doing and, and uh, speak their language
1: right yeah because if you don't they'll see right through it Right.
2: exactly
0: exactly, exactly. i know
2: i'm depressed because i feel like it's at least weekly that I'm sending you messages on Facebook. Like, h- help me answer this messages, <laughs> questions we get from the public. Because you're also, you're just so good at speaking to many things here.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I guess that means I have a good line of BS, but. yeah, that, uh, You
2: do. You do. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah, a skill, on. though. That's you a good skill have, to have in life. You might have the
1: best line of BS in right. the <laughs> department. Yeah.
0: Thank you. I, I, guess I, I guess I'd say thank you to that. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of the, the leadership, and they appreciate your humor. They appreciate <laughs> t- I am
0: you somewhat know. known for making jokes in staff meeting that may or not be appropriate staff <laughs> meeting level <laughs> jokes, but but uh, can't take it too seriously. You have to you have to have some humor in your day. Yep.
1: So what advice would you give somebody that might be listening that maybe wants to That's follow your question. career path?
0: It's a great question. Um, I would say, you know, seek out some mentors. I was lucky enough. We talked a little bit during the break uh, when I was a summer student. Um, had some game wardens around and some biologists who were great role models. Uh, Don Clebano, Jerry Smith, Walt Campbell, you know, those are some famous names in out history that, that I got to see in action when I was a summer student, and that helped me uh, pick the law enforcement path. Um, you know, several others around the state, my field training officer, who's still working for us, huge mentor for me. I still call Randy Lucetti with questions um, all the time. Um, really respect his opinion. And so I would say seek out some mentors like that. One way to do that is our summer jobs. Like I said, I started off with with, uh, a series of summer positions and internship-type programs. They're some of the uh, most enjoyable jobs we have. And it's kind of a foot in the door for the department to learn who you are, learn that you have some work ethic, know your name. Then also, exactly what I said, when you come in, you may not have a good handle on whether you want to work in fisheries or habitat or wildlife or conservation education or, or law enforcement, Um, But those summer jobs let you get a a little bit of taste of what everyone does and and, uh, help you pick a more specific path. Uh, Beyond that, you know, think about it in education. I I went to Montana State University in Bozeman, got a bachelor's in wildlife management. Um, We hire in the law enforcement division, we hire people with those types of degrees, but then we also hire uh, criminal justice degrees. Um, So be thinking about that. You know. I like to talk to middle school kids and high school kids about some career options because it's never too early to start thinking about that. True. When you're in school, um, you know, try to pay attention in English classes. I know a lot of people like to gloss over grammar and punctuation and stuff, but but uh, my wife makes fun of me. I'm kind of a grammarian. <laughs> uh, oh, no, you're one of those. I <laughs> am, but I think it really pays off down the road when you're, when you're writing a report or writing something, you know, that's going to end up at the legislature or, or in front of the Wildlife Commission. Uh, in the law enforcement arena, if you can write a really good report articulating what you saw, the elements of the crime, and it's organized and well put together, a defense lawyer is not going to look at you like a piece of meat that he's going to tear apart on the stand.
2: That's good to know. That's something I don't think about, just that report writing.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's mundane. It's not as sexy as going out and, yeah. and uh, doing wildlife work it's in important. the field, but, but it's the follow-up part you have to do after the case, and, and I try to stress this to young new game wardens that if you're... If your uh, charges, your criminal charges that you write up and the report that you write looks like a third grader wrote it, it's not going to have a lot of credibility, and, and uh, a court and a defense lawyer is going to look at that report and say, yeah, we can we can overcome this. Whereas if your report's really well put together, it, it totally paints the picture of what happened and, and is articulate. They're going to say, wow, this warden's got his or her stuff together, and uh, we better look for a plea deal on this one. Yeah
2: lots of good information for those looking to become game wardens yeah
1: and even if you don't know that you want to become a game warden or you don't know what you want to do but you want to do something in the outdoors and you apply for one of those jobs sometimes your career path picks you that's true
0: yeah on that writing thing you know we've had we've had positions come down to our top two candidates and uh have a hard decision on picking which one and i'll look back at the written test or some of the stuff that they've written and, and pick the person with better writing skills um, and I think that's maybe true for biologists and other other aspects of the division too, or the de- department as well. If you're if you're a good writer and articulate, it's just going to make you sound that much more professional and that much more credible in your in your career. Do you mm-hmm. think
2: we have some future game wardens in the room, Henry, Lucy? Um, maybe not. <laughs> maybe <laughs> not. <laughs>
0: I've asked them what their career plans are, and I don't know that they've got it figured out yet, but.
2: You got some time. Definitely got some time. Yeah. I think
0: they might have some ideas on things we can do once I retire, though. What do you think?
2: Go home and eat cheese. (laughs) That's a good answer. (laughs) (laughs) I like cheese.
0: (laughs) Lucy, what do you think? Spend more time doing fun stuff?
2: Camping and outdoorsy stuff.
0: Exactly. We all love to do that sort of stuff as a family, and uh, I'm looking to have a little more time at it this year.
2: That's exciting.
1: Yeah, so you're going to take a little time then figure something out. I'm jealous. Out. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I, I, uh, I still think uh, there'll be a, a second career for me at some point and I'm debating internally whether I want to stick with the field that I know so well or try something totally new, yeah. start a business or, or, uh, who knows. Are Sorry.
1: your, so your dad and your brother are both engineers?
0: They are. Yep. My brother uh, is a structural engineer, designs big buildings and, yeah. and uh, my dad was in the water rights business. He's, uh, you know, was the state water engineer, and and uh, most water users in the state remember his name. Um, so he's retired now. He is. He's retired, and and uh, I want to spend some time with him so and my mom go, yeah. in retirement. And That's an easy one. I'm not in a not in a huge hurry to go back to work, but but uh, sometime in the not too distant future. I I not uh, a
1: full blown
2: retirement.
0: Though. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Not ready for the rocking chair yet.
1: Yeah. yeah. When Tyler said, "Oh, you know, thinking about retiring, not sure of the date," and I knew as soon as like big game tag. Results came out that would decide, like, <laughs> yeah. is it going to be earlier? Can't or lie, that was a factor, yeah. <laughs>
0: Aaron and I both apply for tags in uh, several different states, and if we're lucky, we might draw one or two. So I think we've got a good hunting season planned.
2: It's exciting. Do you feel like you're leaving the department in a good place? Are you leaving the division in good hands?
0: I do, and, and I've told my command staff that very thing, that one of the things that made my decision a little bit easier is that I've got some really good people working for me uh, at the Game Warden Captain level, the Regional Lieutenants. Um, all those people are really squared away, experienced people right now. That that uh, I feel confident that when I walk out the door, nothing is going to come to a screeching halt. Like the world's going to keep turning, and and uh, I don't feel like I'm leaving too many loose ends hanging. You know, of course, there's always 50 new emails that come in every day that that to need, need to be addressed. But on a on a large scale, I feel like I'm leaving everything in really good hands. Um, and was was fortunate that over the last few years was able to build a little bit of a team that that uh can handle a lot of the day-to-day operations and knows a little bit about everything we do and and uh i don't think i'm leaving any anything hanging
1: for sure the uh the last few years of, of backfilling positions that were empty and i mean you've you've picked some really good guys and and girls that are are awesome for us
0: yeah and i think Interestingly, some of, the, some of the folks I've worked with here at headquarters in the law enforcement division uh, have much different strengths and weaknesses than I do. You know, uh, Their strengths complement my weaknesses and vice versa, and, and uh, that was an interesting thing to watch um, going into it was hiring people much different than me made for a stronger team, I think. You know, People that were good at things that I couldn't stand working on and vice versa mm-hmm. uh, made for a diverse team that, that uh, covers the bases now, I think.
2: Well, I'm happy you were able to come in today. This is awesome that we got to do one final podcast because you've been on, you've been on many of them. I feel like.
0: Yeah. I've enjoyed <laughs> participating in these, uh, over the last few years. And, and, uh, you know, I'm, I don't want to think that my, that, that my ego or anything is worthy of a whole show, but, but I also am very proud of my career and, and, uh, would totally encourage young people to, uh, pursue this. Where else do you get paid to be in the outdoors and, talk to hunters and fishermen and boaters and all that sort of thing like like i said very proud of this career very proud of this department and and i want to see it succeed going forward
2: well you definitely made your mark um thanks again for being here thank you guys you did awesome thank you (laughs) and unfortunately we're out of time so that does it for this week's nevada wild
0: thank you guys